0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. A Walk in the Woods will never be the same after watching The Hidden Life of Trees. Based on his best-selling book that has profoundly changed our understanding of forest. Renowned forester and writer Peter Wohlleben guides us through his most enlightening ideas. Presenting his ecological, biological, and academic expertise with infectious enthusiasm and candor, Wohlleben travels through Germany, Poland, Sweden, and Vancouver to illustrate the amazing process of life, death, and regeneration he has observed in the woodlands for decades. The result is an immersive and eye-opening look at the scientific mechanisms behind the wonders of nature. We're joined today by the writer as well as the subject of this documentary film, The Hidden Life of Trees, and that would be Peter Wolleben. Peter, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you, Mike. Peter Wolleben, what was the inspiration for writing the book, The Hidden Life of Trees?
1: First to say, uh, I never want to write any book, uh, but I I, may, yes, I think that's not the common answer, answer from authors. I, I made guided tours since 30 years or so, and the people were always asking, where can we read more about? And then um, I said, no, I don't know any book. And my wife. Uh, she she asked me for many years, ah, why don't you write at minimum uh, ten pages for the people so can, that I can, uh, the, I can hand out some some informations to them? And uh, I refused for many years. And then, because love is a big thing, one day I gave gave up my resistance and wrote the first book and said, okay, I send it to uh, several publishers. And if no one wants to have it, that's it. And I'm not able to write books. So it so it started and um, the hidden life of trees. I wrote a lot of critical books about forest industry and things like that. And then I, uh, one, one day I thought, okay, perhaps first I should make an um, introduction to the main person, the, the tree, the, the end, let's say the end, like in Lord of the Rings. And because it's a tree is so lovely and perhaps afterwards we can talk about what we make uh, out of them. So that's that was the, the starting point for The Hidden Life of Trees.
0: There are so much in the film and I and in the book as well about a deeper understanding of trees. Uh, something I think anyone who has walked through a forest is can't help but be amazed by the complexity of the ecosystem. Just by even from a, from walking through it, in this film, *The Hidden Life of Trees*, as well as in the book, we get to understand that these are as i think you put it sentient beings these are these are entities in our world that have uh, a way of communicating with each other a way of supporting one another there is in a manner of speaking a culture amongst these trees that we we would identify with if we were in that situation and at what point in your life and your in terms of your research and your love of nature and love of trees did this begin to dawn on you that this was the case
1: uh i think um i've ever felt that, that there must be more in the forest but just timber and but as a forest uh, we were trained to to look at timber to think about the the timber industry which trunks are more worth than 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 other trunks and um, I think one of the turning points were the, uh, was the introduction of a burial forest, a forest where people can be buried in urns. And uh, then I, when I walked through the forest, uh, through this protected forest, uh, the, the, the idea was that if we allow people to be buried in this forest, then this forest uh, would be protected forever. It was to rescue an old bee tree forest. And um, when I walked with the, with the people through this forest, the people said, for example, uh, ah, look at this tree. This tree is bended like like my life. It was, wasn't was always straight. So this, this tree fits perfect to me. <laughs> as, as a 100% forester, I thought, no, it's an ugly tree because it's not straight. And, and then I learned with those lay people to have a better look on the forest. And then I stumbled over this old stump which we show in the documentary which is supported by the neighboring trees because this this old stump is still alive without any green leaf for centuries and it's burning sugar in itself and it uh, where it does this sugar comes from from the neighboring trees which support the stump and as a forester i learned trees are competitors they fight against each other for light for space for water and this stump say no i got support without condition from the neighboring trees because we are a community and um, there's no competition. There's cooperation. Ah, wow. Okay. And it turned out that nature in general is about cooperation.
0: Yeah, that does fly in the face of, for at least from the worldview that I've been presented with, as well as you described it, that this is this fight to the death. Nature is essentially one giant fight to the death, right? This yeah. Darwinian idea. And I understand competition for food, competition for uh, all all kinds of resources in nature. That's understandable, but at its very basic level, as you described, and especially trees. Trees are about as r- fundamental to our existence as almost anything I can think of. Then not only do they provide food for us, they provide shelter, they provide all kinds of benefits to us as our as our species. It's profound. It's profound on a on a biological level, but it's also profound on a f- sort of philosophical and, and even spiritual level. Is, is is that a fair way to, to put it? Yeah, perhaps
1: uh, just come back to what they provide in times of climate change, uh, it's even more important that they prov- uh, provide a better c- a local climate. Um, we know from uh, recent research that an intact forest can cool down the landscape around about 10 degrees. And that um, forest uh, can create rain clouds. We have uh, significant more rain over intact forest. So that's exactly what, what we need. We need, we need a, a colder climate, local climate. We need more rain many, many parts of the country worldwide, not, not just in the United States. In Germany, we have exactly the same problems. Not this year. This year, it's very rainy. And sorry, therefore, the, the western parts of the United States are very hot. Last three years, it was uh, the other way around. So, we're all sitting in the same boat, and trees are able to help us if we just let them help us and not using the chainsaw in, in this this amount. So, but anyway, you, you're talking about the emotional parts. Uh, trees are so important for us. This is intact nature, and we need need to be earthened. That, that's our green living room. We are destroying it. And we know. Instinctively, that this is not okay. It, nature is like a mirror. Of what we are doing to ourselves. The times of trouble, political trouble, uh, social trouble, and we see whether we need to come into calmer uh, social systems because it, it's 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 very stressy to to fight every day against anyone and anything. And, and when we look into nat- nature, we we see ah, there's peace our blood pressure sinks um, when we're in forest, uh, because we we breath in the tree communication signals. And that's strong evidence. You can try it. I tried it in Germany with a TV host. Um, we were in, in the city of Cologne and, and uh, did a measurement of their blood pressure. Then we went outside in the forest and the blood pressure sank. So the other way around, in our green living room, our blood pressure is okay. And when we going out of our green living room into artificial uh, living rooms, then we see that our b- blood pressure is rising. So the forest help helps uh, us to, to become or to stay healthy.
0: The film, again, is called The Hidden Life of Trees, and it was directed by Jörg Adolf. It is going to be in theaters in the United States um, beginning on July 16th. And I really urge you to be looking for this and your cooperation, your your uh, partnership with Jorgen making this film. Uh, what was that like for you to be the subject of a documentary film? How did that sort of evolve? Given that you're reticent to even write a book about something that you love as much. What is it like to stand in front of a camera while while you're kind of going through your life and your life's work, which is uh, educating people?
1: I'm used to stay in front of the camera since uh, two or three decades, because I'm always doing a little bit crazy things, things just to rescue forests. So that was not a problem for me. But um, when the, the company first said, OK, we are going to make a documentary uh, from the book, I said, ah, interesting. Let's have a look what the result will be and laid back. And then it turned out, no, you will be a part of the film. Oh, OK. Mm, uh, I don't don't know what to do, but um, then the the crew accompanied me uh, for um, one and a half year uh, in almost everything. When you remember the last scene of the documentary that's in our bathroom uh, (laughs) while taking a bath. Sorry for that, but uh, I think the scene is okay. So it turned out that they uh, were with me for one and a half years and we became friends. uh, And so, the, 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 the camera didn't disturb me in anything and we didn't do anything for the documentary, but they accompanied me by everything and I, I did for uh, rescuing forest and uh, so it's a mixture, we had a different team, which uh, cared for the things on trees and make um, uh, films about uh, trees at nighttime, how the communication works, uh, the the relationship between trees and animals. So uh, at at last, um, uh, Jörg Adolf combined all these, and I was really surprised that, okay, um, my part of the film was that big. Oops, but uh, (laughs) I think it's okay.
0: I thought you did a fantastic job because oftentimes, Human beings can be given information, the best kind of information from a scientific and educational perspective. But until we see another human being and someone we're able to relate to, we don't often take in that information. We don't often process it in the way that it was intended to be processed. So your presence in the film and you're, if you don't mind me saying, you're extremely likable and approachable and and you 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 seem to relate to people very well and they relate to you. And this really helps. I mean, I, unfortunately, this is just the way we take in information, having someone there who we like telling us things. And you tell us things that I think, as you said earlier, we all know it's on some level how important trees are and how important the environment is. But it's it's the uh, kind of the we get lost in the idea that these things are happening somewhere else. They're not happening to to something I care about or an area or the place where I live. It's happening over there. And I think that films like *The Hidden Life of Trees* and others bring these these things these these realities to people in a way that they may not normally be receptive to. I want I want to point out you mentioned I believe Jan Hoft, the the yeah. photography that, that's another brilliant part of the film as we are literally able to watch these systems these uh, metamorphoses within the the community the tree community happen in a beautiful it's a beautiful thing to watch talk a little bit about what he does and why it's important to telling the story
1: now i think he also had a hard job because trees are very slowly and <laughs> to discover the level of trees takes a lot of time and so you you need a special technique uh, yeah, yeah of course you need a lot of time uh, you have to be out in the forest um, for many days uh, whether the weather is good or bad and he did a fantastic job. He's in Germany, is well known for his documentaries on, on whales, uh, forests, on meadows, and whatsoever. Uh, it's, it's very important because I think you, you couldn't have made just a documentary on trees. Because although that's very interesting, uh, perhaps you may fall asleep because of this slowness, but the mixture uh, makes it. For example in In Between we we hear children shout happy in the forest uh, to make animals relax <laughs> I have to say that uh, watch the film and you know why Yes, uh, yes. and uh, and then um there are parts where where you see trees at nighttime and uh how they communicate. That's that, thats done not by computer, because it's very, very hard to show communication between trees. So we made it the visible uh, with light um, effects, but not done by computer, but by light artists who spent the night in the forest Making special light layers on the roots, so that you uh, get an imagination how trees are communicating. So, uh, yeah, it was 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 really wonderful to see uh, what efforts Jan Haft and his team made to to make all this wonderful tree society visible for us.
0: It's visually very beautiful film to to look at, and so many other levels. And uh, I, I, one last thing, again, your Adolf is one of the premier documentary filmmakers in Germany. So working with him, he's done a lot of uh, great documentary work. And so it's a great combination. The three of you were quite a team and, and we're all the better for it. The Hidden Life of Trees is going to be available here in the United States in theaters beginning on July 16th and, and no small part thanks to the efforts of our guest today. Peter, Well, Lieben has been uh, obviously a leader in the field of educating us about trees as well as a terrific human being. Peter, well, Lieben, thank you so very much for joining us today here on Film School Radio.
1: Thank you very much, Mike. It was a pleasure to talk to you.